Welcome folks to another comedy episode in the Geezer Gus Presents series of classic comedy radio shows. All Geezer Gus radio episodes are remastered, creating a more authentic listener experience for you. Today we go into our radio vault again and bring to you a classic comedy episode from the very popular Amos and Andy radio show. This episode is titled, The Lock Trunk Secret. This episode originally aired in 1943. The Amos and Andy radio show was a wildly popular radio program that aired from 1928 to 1960. The show was initially set in Chicago, but was later changed to Harlem. Early episodes were broadcast from the El Mirador Hotel in Palm Springs, California. Today's episode is brought to you by BoomerFlix.com. At BoomerFlix.com, you can watch thousands of the old classic television shows, and the classic movies you grew up with. Give BoomerFlix.com a visit. You'll just love watching the old shows and movies again. Also, don't forget to visit GeezerGus.com as well. You can browse all of the currently available radio episodes and also watch tons of classic comedy videos of shows gone by. If you like this episode, please consider buying GeezerGus a cup of coffee at the support link below. Thanks a million. Now, enjoy this episode of The Lock Trunk Secret. Good evening. The makers of the new Rinso bring you the Amos and Andy show with their guest tonight, Peter Laurie. lot of people, an auction sale is a very serious business. But to Andy, it's just another way of keeping himself occupied without resorting to that distasteful thing called work. Andy has just returned from one of these auctions now, and he's in his office talking to his friend Amos and the Kingfish. So you've been at one of them auctions again, ain't you, son? Yeah, but this time I done bought something. Uh, what did you buy, Brother Andy? I don't know, but I paid five dollars for it. <laughs> Oh, five dollars? Yeah. Uh, how come you pay five dollars for something that you don't know what to do? Well, Amos, you know how they works it at these auctions. You bids, uh, you know, you bids by nodding your head. Uh-huh. Well, the auctioneer man put this thing up just as I was dozing off, and he say, who'll bid five dollars? My head kind of dropped down. He say, you got it. <laughs> yeah, and you done dozed yourself right out of five bucks there. That's what you done. Yeah. Hey, Lightning. Lightning. Bring it right in here. Yeah, what has he got there? I'll help you with it, Lightning. Yeah, set it right down here. I uh, yes, uh, just kind of steady it there for me, Miss Amos, if you will. Okay, Lightning, you can go now. Uh, you promised to pay me 50 cents for this, Miss Andy. Yeah, well, send me an itemized statement of the whole business. <laughs> uh, but, uh, Miss Andy, you can't itemize one item. Andy, you mean to say you paid $5 for that old steamer trunk? What is in it? Well, that's what I don't know. You see, fellas, instead of going to one of them regular auctions, I went to one of them railroad auctions where they sell what they call unclaimed baggage. Oh, yeah, and I know what you mean. Uh, uh, where you don't know what's inside or nothing, and neither do the railroad company. Yeah, that's right. I ain't been able to open it yet because it's got them steel bands around it and... On top of that, it's locked, and there ain't no key for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me this, Andy. Uh, why did you buy something like that? Uh, you ain't got so much money that $5 don't mean nothing to you. 
Uh, wait a minute, though, Amos. You can't tell nothing yet till he opens the trunk. His whole future might be inside there. Yeah, that's right, Amos. My whole future might be right in that steamer trunk. Who knows what's in there? Well, it seems to me the thing to do then is to see what's inside the trunk. Well, I don't know how we're going to get them steel bands off there and all that. I ain't got no tools for it. Uh, wait a minute, sir. Uh, how about taking the thing over to Fluky Harris's basement? He got a laboratory down there, you know, and uh, he's an inventor, and uh, he can most likely invent a way to open the trunk. Yeah, come on, Kingfish. We'll carry it over there. Uh, Lightning, you stay here in the office and hold down the fort. Uh, yeah, sir, Miss Landon. Because I'm going to be busy with this thing for a while, so if anybody comes in with any business deals or anything, why, Lightning, you tell them that you don't know where I is. How are you coming there, Fluky? I'm coming along pretty good with the thing, Miss Landon. Uh, listen, Fluky, uh... We ain't paying, you know, uh, for the time that you were spending on hammering your thumb there. Yeah, yeah well, I think I got it here, fellas. All I got to do now is a little prying here. Yeah, there we is. That's got it. Yeah, boy, that was some job. Now, uh, what about the lock? Yeah, can you open that, Fluky? Uh, yeah, well, I try. Uh, Kingfish, look at my scientific equipment there in the box and see if you can find me a hairpin. Oh, please pardon me. I say, please pardon me. Is this Mr. Brown's office? Uh, yeah, sir, uh, did you want to see somebody? Oh, I'm so sorry to have awakened you. Oh, that's all right. I was going to wake up later anyhow. <laughs> is this Mr. Andrew Brown's office? Uh, yeah, sir, yeah, sir. This is his office, but he ain't here right now. My name is Peter Laurie. Uh, I, I didn't get the name. Of what, what is it again? Well, it's unimportant, but uh, I would like to see Mr. Brown about a steamer trunk. One that has metal bands around it. Well, he wouldn't be interested in that, I'm sure, because he bought one just like that this morning. I said, he don't want that. Yes, that's the one I wish to see him about. Well, I don't think he'd be interested in selling it, neither, because I hear him say that his whole future lies in that trunk. And it so happens that my whole future lies in that trunk, too. There sure is a lot of futures in there, ain't it? <laughs> Do you know where I can find Mr. Brown? Uh, no, sir, I don't know where you can find. Uh, Miss Brown left here a while ago with the trunk to see if he could get them bands off and see what was in the thing. Young man, that trunk must not be opened. And for the safety of all concerned, it would pay you to find Mr. Brown. Oh, uh, please pardon me, but I, I cannot stress too strongly the importance of finding him at once. And when you find him, I would suggest that you tell him uh, that it would be advisable, and I'm willing to... Fluky, you ain't getting nowhere with that hairpin. Oh, uh, yeah, Fluky, uh, uh, ain't you got a skeleton hairpin around here that will fit any lock? Well, I tell you, fellas, I'm doing the best I can. 
Don't forget that the whole principle of a lock is to keep people out. And it just so happens that this lock is making a good job of it. <laughs> oh, look, Kingfish, maybe you better go out and get a locksmith somewhere. All right, all right, Anna. That's what I'll do. I'll go out and try to dig up one. Uh, see you in a little while, fellas. I'll get on up the steps. Be sure to get a good locksmith, too. Well, Lightning, uh, what you doing over here? Uh, I was, uh, I was uh, just uh, going down uh, uh, the sea in Fluky's basement. Is Mr. Andy down there with Fluky? Yeah, he's down there. Uh, what you want to see him about, Lightning? Well, uh, a man come to the office to see him about, uh, about the trunk. Uh, there's some reporting stuff. Uh, I got to tell Mr. Andy about it right away. Oh, there is, huh? Now, don't rush, don't rush. Just take it easy. Uh, what you got to tell him? Well, the man said that the trunk belonged to him, and uh, uh, he'd been away for a long time, and he went down to the railroad station to claim it, and he found out that Mr. Andy done bought it at auction, and he said that he'll give Mr. Andy uh, $50 for the trunk, and Mr. Andy must not open up the trunk, or he won't give him nothing, and he give me his address where Mr. Andy can take the trunk tonight and get $50, and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, I guess that's all he say. <laughs> well, sure is interesting, Lightning. Uh, Want to give Andy $50 for the trunk, huh? Uh, what is the man's name and address? Well, I didn't get his name, but here's his address right on a piece of paper right here. Uh, thank you, Lightning. I'll uh, tell Andy about it. Uh, wait a minute, though. I was supposed to find Mr. Andy and tell him right away. He got to be told fast. Yeah, I know he's got to be told fast, but you was a slow talker, and that's the trouble. Yeah, I ought to be the one to tell him, because I was a fast talker. One, two, three, four, five. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, I can rattle that stuff off. I, I, I really rattles it off. I asked that. That sure was fast, all right. Oh, yeah. Oh, I can talk even faster than that. But there uh, wouldn't be no point to it. You see, later I can talk 178 words a minute. But Andy can only listen to 112. <laughs> I said, well, I sure would like to tell him myself. Uh, 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 no, Lightning, no, don't do that. Listen, I got a better idea. Let me copy this down, that address there. Copy this down here, this address that you give me here, you see? Now, here, you take it, too. Now, you go to the man's place here and tell the man that Andy will be up with the trunk tonight unopened. All right, Brother Kingsley, I'll tell the man. Hmm. Fifty bucks, huh? Well, boys, no luck. Uh, just down to the drugstore, phoned five locksmiths, couldn't find none of them in nowhere. Oh, no luck, huh? That's great. Uh, say, Andy, uh, I wonder if you'd mind uh, going up the steps with me. Uh, I want to talk to you private and confidential and under your hat. Yeah. Uh, just take a second or two. Yeah, well, uh, I don't mind. Uh, excuse us, Fluky, will you? Oh, yes, yeah, so that's all right. I'll just put her around here in the basement and invent something. I'll be here when y'all come back. Uh, what you want to speak to me about, Kingfish? Well, uh, now, Ender, uh, we have always been partners in just about everything. Mm. But about this trunk deal, frankly, old pal, I, I kind of feel left out of things. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I don't have that partnership feeling that we usually have together. Nah. Now, why don't you let me put up $2 and a half, Andy, and let me buy a half interest in this thing, would you? 
Well, if you really want... It's a deal, it's a deal, it's a deal, it's a deal. (laughs) Now, look here. We'll draw up the agreement right now. Now, I got a fountain pen right here. Uh, Yeah, here's here's some paper on this table right here. Sit down over here. Come over here and sit down. Come over here. Yeah, yeah, do that. Yeah, now sit right down. Now, of course, we want to make this thing legal. Oh, yeah, sure. We got to do that. Yeah, I'll just uh, write at the top of the paper here. State of New York. November the 5th, 1943. Uh, do that sound legal so far? Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, we is within the law there. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, what is you making all them lines on the paper there for? Uh, just, uh, just drawing some lines on there. Now, there we are, now. Now, at the top of the contract, uh, for the first inch, we'll do that, uh, party of the first part stuff. Check. Uh, then we'll take the next two inches for the ipso factors and the null and voids and all them things. Mm. And another two inches for the extra clauses and the loopholes. Uh. <laughs> now, uh, let me see here. Well, that leaves us about uh, three inches for the sealing wax and the ribbon. Yeah, yeah. That'll make a nice-looking contract, all right. Yeah, you're right. Something to be proud of. Uh, now, uh, let's start writing the thing here. Uh, I say here at the beginning of it, I, George Stevens, be in the party of the first part. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> I ain't playing no second party to no party and no first party. Well, Andy, I gotta be the party of the first party. Hold it, hold it right there. I is gonna be the party of the first party. You will? Yeah, I is. Now, wait a minute, you Well, Andy, I was very happy that these contracts is all drawn up and signed. Yeah, read me that stuff up in the beginning again, will you, Kingfish? Oh, yeah, start, uh, start of the contract. See uh, here, Andrew H. Brown and George Stevens both being party of the first part. <laughs> that, that's what you mean? Yeah, that's what I wanted to hear right there. All right, Andy, now look here. I'll give you two dollars and a half. Here yours. Now, here is your signed copy, and here is mine. Okay. Now... Let's get back down in the basement and see what we can do about opening that trunk. Oh, Brother Andy, I'm glad you mentioned that. Partner, dear, there's something I forgot to tell you. <laughs> it just slipped my mind. Uh-huh, yeah. I got a feeling that I just bought two dollars and a half's worth of bad news. Oh, no, it's good news, Andy, good news. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, listen... The man that owns the trunk is done traced it to us and has done offered us $50 for it. <laughs> Funny how those things like that can slip my mind. Yeah, it is. Kept right on slipping, too, till after the contract was signed. <laughs> Kingfish, you done pulled a fast one on me. Oh, now, Brother Andy, don't say that to me. Don't. Don't hurt my feelings. <laughs> oh, you know how senseless I is. <laughs> how? Just tell me, how can a partnership last when one partner talks to another one that way? Mm. And on top of that, you, you ain't never gonna regret this, Andy, because I'm gonna tell you something. I done already figured out a way how we gonna get more than $50 for the trunk. Yeah. Let me ask you one question, Kingfish. What is it, partner, dear? How, how come that you remembered all this when I say something about opening that trunk? Oh, there's another thing that I want to tell you. 
The man will only give us the money if he gets the trunk back unopened. Hmm. Unopened. That's a funny thing, ain't it? Now listen. Listen to your partner. Uh -huh. Look here. We gonna take the trunk up to the man tonight. But first, we is going up to your room at the boarding house and get dressed up. Cause I is got an idea. The Kingfish and Andy have dressed up in their best clothes and are now taking the trunk to the man's apartment. Uh, this is the apartment right here, Andy. Yeah, you, you know, I am getting kind of nervous. Now, just calm yourself, Andy. There's nothing to be worried about. Lightning say that this man is such a nice, polite, sweet gentleman. Mm. Yeah, Lightning say that he would always say stuff like, uh, if you don't mind and pardon me and I'm sorry to trouble you. Oh, boy, we really going to push him around. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'll ring the doorbell. Yeah, now remember, uh, when we go in here and see him, uh, act like we as rich men. Like $50 don't mean nothing to us. Okay, Kingfish, I got the idea. And try not to laugh when I start making a suck out the guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good evening, gentlemen. Won't you come in? Oh, yeah, sir, yeah, sir. Uh, get a hold of one end of the trunk there, will you, Andy? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you can put it right there, if you please. Won't you sit down? Oh, well, we can't stay too long. We're going to a big cafe. Each one of us is going to have a $2 supper with all the trimmings. And, <laughs> and we always leave a big tip for them, too. Oh, yeah, we really kick money around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we even check our hats with a hat check, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure our business won't take long. Oh, yeah. Uh, nice little apartment you got here. Uh, you don't mind if I smoke a big, expensive 25-cent cigar, do you? <laughs> No, not at all. Yeah, this is a nice room you got here. Nice decorations you got on the wall there, too. Uh, tell me this, mister. Is them uh, real guns hanging up there? Well, they, they shoot bullets, if that is what you mean. Do uh, you ever shoot one of them guns? Oh, occasionally. Uh, what do you shoot at, them targets with the round circles on them, a little bit of hole in the middle? <laughs> no, no, no. I don't shoot at uh, that kind of target. Uh, what do you do then? Uh, stick tin cans on the fence and pop them off? That kind of stuff? No, I do not pop off cans. Then uh, maybe go out and shoot birds, huh? <laughs> no, I, I don't shoot birds. Uh, birds have a right to live. <coughs> no, yeah, sir. <laughs> 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 uh, well, uh, uh, what else is there to shoot? Oh, there are things. Uh, wait a minute. Uh, we are in the right place here, ain't we? <laughs> I just want to ask you, mister, you is the sweet man, ain't you? The one to say please all the time, start of trouble, and pardon me and all that stuff? Oh, uh, you sure got a nice, comfortable place here, all right. Uh, I can see that you kind of take life easy, don't you, mister? Yes, I... I take life very easy. <laughs> yes, I... I, 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 I uh, just one more question I want to ask you. Uh, uh, <laughs> You, 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 you know how people is always joking. Uh, you is uh, kind of a kid, ain't you? You know what I mean? Uh, well, a uh, lot of things you say don't mean... Uh, you joke a lot and all that stuff, don't you? Well, I do have my lighter moments. Yeah, sir, yeah, sir. That's what I thought, yeah. 
Uh, now, uh, let's get down to business. Oh, that's an excellent idea. Of course, I assume you haven't opened the trunk. Oh, uh, no, sir. No, 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 sir. We, we don't know what's in there. Very good. Now, according to our agreement, I'll pay you $50 and you leave the trunk here. Oh, uh, just a minute now, mother. Just a minute there. Hold yourself there. Uh, we is done see it by now, and you is done see it, that we is rich men. Now, after all, uh, we is going to have the $2 supper after we leave here, and they're going to smoke another 25-cent cigar. What are you trying to say? Uh, we just trying to tell you that $50 don't mean nothing to rich men like us. Oh, I can see you want more money. Uh, yes, sir. We want $65. <laughs> all right, I'll be very happy to pay you $65. In that case, we want $75. <laughs> All right, let's make it $75. Yeah, no, no, no. we want $100. We want $100. I do not like bickering. It disturbs me. Well, now, wait just a minute here. This is a free country, and we as American citizens, and we got a right to bicker if we want bicker. <laughs> yeah, we want $100. And I must ask you again not to bargain with me. Because it sometimes makes me do things that I'm very often sorry for. Uh, well, we is standing our ground, $65 or nothing. <laughs> then it will be nothing. Brother Andy, I think we got a little ground to spare. We can yeah. back up there a little bit, yeah. Uh, let, let's make it 50. Yeah. Well, that was our original agreement. Yeah. If you'll pardon me a moment, I'll get the money out of my desk here. Uh, okay, uh, say, Mr. You know, I got awful thirsty in the last five minutes. Can I get a drink of ice water around here? I'm kind of hot, too. Oh, you may go back in the kitchen and you'll find ice cubes in the icebox. Oh, uh, yes, sir. Uh, uh, thank you a lot. Thank you a lot, sir. Uh, that's uh, $50 that you was getting there. Is that right, mister? Yes, it is. And uh, I know that you would rather have it in cash than a check. Oh, yes, sir, yes, sir. Uh, cash don't keep bouncing back on you. Yeah. <laughs> that's very true, and it's very fortunate. That don't I... make a move anybody. We're police officers. Keep them covered, boys. What is the meaning of this intrusion? Never mind the small talk, Laurie. We finally caught up with you in that trunk. Put the cuffs on him, Joe. Oh, uh, wait a minute now, gentlemen. Look here. Now, now, don't try to revolve me in this thing. I give you my word, mister. I, I, I don't know, even know what's in the trunk. But we know there's $200,000 worth of stolen negotiable securities in there. We knew it was in there the day it was checked at the depot. And we've been waiting a year and a half for the owner to claim it. A year and a half for a policeman? Very clever. When the trunk wasn't claimed, we let the auction go through, and we knew that the owner wouldn't be far away. Yes, but Mr. I is innocent. I tell you, I, is, I, I, didn't, I didn't know none of this stuff. I, I didn't even know what was in the trunk. We know that. Yes, sir, that's the truth, mister. The way the things stand now, I got $2.50 invested in that trunk. <laughs> well, I guess you're just out $2.50. Uh, yes, uh, excuse me a minute. I just want to go back in the kitchen. All right, come on, boys. Let's take a look around the room here before we get going. Oh, what a pal was Mary. Uh, Brother Andy, uh, ain't you got that glass of water yet? Oh, I haven't trouble with these ice cubes. I done busted my fingernail and everything else. You want a glass? Uh, no, thank you. Uh, partner dear, there's something that I want to talk to you about. Uh, my conscience has been gnawing at me. Oh, sure enough? About what? It's been saying to me, Kingfish, you ain't got no right to half interest in that $50. That money ought to all belong to Andy. No fooling. Is that what your conscience has been saying to you? 
Yeah, and uh, sometime I do believe that my conscience thinks more of you than it do of me. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, tell you the truth about this thing, you really is done pulled a fast one on me this afternoon. Yeah, I know I done pulled one on you, Ander, and that's why I want to unpull it right now. Uh, here, uh, I got my contract. Is you got your contract with you? Yeah, sure, I got it right here. Uh, give me that. We'll tear them both up. Yeah, now, of course, you got to give me my two dollars and a half back so everything be level and even and all that stuff. We won't be fair about the thing, you know. Oh, sure, yeah. Well, I'll give you that right now. Here, here it is. Uh, there's one, two, and a half. Thanks, Andrew. I feel a lot better now. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I ain't even thirsty no more. Come on, let's get back in the parlor. Okay, ex-partner dear, you come right on here. You know, Kingfish, you was a pretty good pal after all. I would say that you... Uh, hey, what is those cops doing in there? Where's they going with the man and the trunk? Brother Ander, I was glad you mentioned it. I forgot to tell you, it must have just slipped my mind. <laughs> Uh, you say you ain't got no idea, Amos, why they wanted Andy to come down here to the police station, is you? Uh, no, I ain't. Uh, they just told me to come down at, and, and told him to come, and uh, he asked me to come with him, and they say for him to come down as fast as he could. So I come down with him here. He's in the room there now with the police, I think. Uh, when I heard that y'all was down here, well, I, I figured I better come right over here, too, to make sure that Andy don't tell him that uh, I know nothing about this trunk mess. Oh, in other words, Kingfish, you want to make sure that you was clear of the thing, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be implicated with that trunk. Uh, of course, if Andy go to jail on account of it, I'll be glad to visit him and bring him some hot soup and things like that, you know. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, look, here comes Andy out the room now. Yeah, maybe they're going to let him come out and say goodbye to us. Well, hello, fellas. Hello there. Uh, uh, listen, Brother Andy, uh, you didn't revile me in this thing, did you? Oh, no. You was in the clear, Kingfish. Oh, that's great. I know that you would protect me. Uh, say, wait a minute. What is that money you got there in your hand? Ex-partner, dear. <laughs> I am glad you mentioned that. But the reason I come down here was to collect this reward. It must have just slipped my mind. <laughs> Be sure to join us next Friday night at this same time when the makers of the new Rinso will again present the Amos and Andy Show, and at which time Amos and Andy will have as their guest Mr. Lionel Barrymore. Till then, this is Harlow Wilcox speaking for all of us, thanking Peter Laurie for appearing with us tonight, and bidding all of you a pleasant good night. I hope you enjoyed this latest Geezer Gus Presents episode. Stay tuned for the next exciting episode. Please check back often, and make sure to subscribe to my podcast, so you won't miss the new exciting episodes. In the meantime, scroll up or down to find other exciting episodes to listen to. Don't forget to visit GeezerGus.com to see and listen to all the program categories and episodes. 
I really want to say a special thank you to all of the Patreon supporters for helping to keep Geezer Gus Presents online. Your support is truly appreciated. Thanks for stopping by. Bye bye for now.